the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Intelligent. Conservative. The answer. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Good evening and welcome to tonight's Andrea K. Show. It is Taco Tuesday. Munch, 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 munch. Munch, munch, munch. Um, it is also Hurricane Ian Watch Tuesday. All eyes on Florida as Hurricane Ian is making its way. I think the outer bands of the hurricane are beginning to touch the Florida Keys. And so we've got, uh, and of course, you know, uh, as soon as this thing formed in the Gulf, we knew that like every other like every other crisis situation, particularly ones that are manufactured by the Democrats, uh, they have to immediately begin to politicize it instead of, uh, you know, uh, being showing consideration for the citizens that they pretend that they care about. So we got to share the latest with you on actually what's happening with the storm, as well as how the Democrats are they're just the most repugnant way in which they're seeking to politicize it. We've got that to share with you guys tonight. The Ladies, known as Diamond and Silk, are going to be back tonight, and I can't wait to hear what they have to say about Hill. I hate to put them through it, playing a clip from a Hill, but uh, the way that the left continues to try to go after Donald Trump to try to destroy him in advance of 2024 is something we've got to continue to be looking at. And even bigger than that, because... It's it's not even about Trump as much as it is about trying to denigrate denigrate 75 million of us and take our voices away, take our rights away, take our our our, our lives away in an instance. And so I haven't had him on, I think, since before the Mar-a-Lago raid, since before Joe Biden took the stage with his satanic bat in front of his satanic backdrop to declare all MAGA, which includes all the MAGA supporters of color like Diamond and Silk, since he declared all them domestic violence extremists. Can't wait to talk to the ladies DNS next hour, though. Uh, we've got Gary Quackenbush is back in the News You Can Use segment. He, I hope he's tanned and rested from his week in Hawaii. Uh, I guess I, I, I'm not sure why you would come back to California from Hawaii, except that they may be more liberal and, and insane over there. Hawaii is actually than we are. And we've got some but we've got some crazy commie. California, California news to share with you guys next hour. And then a friend of mine, longtime friend of mine at a BR, fellow LSU grad who's written a book called The Revivalist Manifesto is going to be here next hour. He's like, look, st- pick your jaw, stop at this hang jawing, stop this gnaw boning out of misery. We, we've, there is a battle ahead of us, but there's also a revival on its way. And you know, I'm always looking for a different perspective that's going to give us maybe a blueprint of how we can fight and how we can restore this nation. So I'm looking forward to having my friend Scott McKay back with me. Speaking of friends, I got to bring in this one. He's with me. I got him tonight and tomorrow night before he takes a week and a half off. So I might, I got to work him, work him for every opinion I can get out of him tonight and tomorrow night. Of course, I'm talking about my man, DJ Potato Skins. Yeah, just don't ask me for my opinion, then tell me I'm wrong. What, do I do that? With movies. 
<laughs> I was talking to carrot sticks about that today. You know what? I, I you know what? My ears were burning. I knew somebody. <laughs> I knew somebody was talking about me, and it wasn't positive. You, we both love you. Well, well, and I love you boys too. And we get to party with you. Yes, and we get. I, we all gonna be partying together. We're gonna be partying like it's nineteen. 19- 99 or maybe we let's go if we're going to party a good man, year let's pay you know what is the best year like if you guys that's an that's a good it, question it's a really good question if you could pick any year in recent i mean i don't don't be t- trying to take me back to the roaring 20s okay let's let's but somewhere in like modern american times recent times our generation or maybe one generation past what would be the best year and of course, when we mean year, when we say year, maybe like within a range of years, like when that were three or five years, what was like the best couple of years in America? Like if you could take us back, do you know how how far back you would take us, Skins? Uh, without getting too deep into the weeds, uh, let's say 1985. I was thinking, I was thinking uh, late 80s. Not my favorite music. My favorite movie, m- music came about in the 90s. Love my 90s throwback jams. Um, but that was, that was when things were turning around economically in this country. Um, it was a good time to be in. It was a good time to be in. What do you guys think? 888-344-1170. Do you, do you agree with Skins 1985? You think maybe back into the seventies a little bit. Seventies takes us back into Jimmy Carter and Iran. And I, I, I ain't feeling the seventies. Love me some disco. Okay. I will gladly take. Uh, the Saturday Night Fever soundtrack out of the seventies, as well as a lot of other seventies. Big on eighties music, though, huh? I, I'm not big on eighties music because it, you know, I'm, I'm more about my R and B. What I liked about the eighties was I liked we had cla- we had real rock and roll, not like we have oh, now. For sure. We had real rock and roll in the eighties. Brian right? Adams. I don't. Eh, I'm thinking more. I'm thinking more. Um, uh, um, Van Halen kind oh, of. That's fine. I love yeah, Van Halen. Van Halen. So, what do you guys think? 888-344-1170. If you could take us back, how far back would you go? What would be, pick, pick a year that you think you would like to see us go back to. Um, I There's not, uh, I will tell y'all, here's how I transitioned to Hurricane Ian. Ian. I don't know why I keep calling it Ian. Um, there's not a time I can remember in my life where I didn't fear hurricanes growing up. Not a time in my life where I didn't fear hurricanes. Hurricanes and tornadoes. Growing up in the South, you were gonna. There's gonna be. Hurt. And you knew, and I'm not even from the South. If you're from the South or on the East Coast, you're you're subject to that. My memories growing up involve seeing the carnage, seeing wreckage on the beach along the Gulf Coast in like Biloxi area of Hurricane Camille, wreckage that was still along the Gulf Coast from Hurricane Camille. So I grew up always with an understanding or recognition of hurricanes that were coming to our path. And at no point did anybody say, we got, this is a result, Andrea, of global warming. This is climate change. This is some of that climate change stuff. That's what's happening. It's called? It's called weather. weather. Yeah. One of the things that we knew growing up down in the New Orleans area is we said, if we ever get anything above a Cat 3, you know, we, we're below sea level. It's like, this was something we talked about. This is something we lived with. When people bought homes, they looked at the neighborhoods they were living with, living in, they were buying into. Was it elevated up off the street? Slidell flooded, right? I mean, hurricanes are a way of life when you live in the South, right? Just like out here, we have our Santa Ana winds. We have our fire season. Absolutely none of that has anything to do with climate change. You're being lied to, America, Absolutely lied to. And right now, when 
the Tampa area, and of course the track could could adjust. It's looking like it's going to hit Fort Myers first at, as a Cat Four, and then maybe, maybe then roll into the Tampa area on the back end. Either way, the, for Tampa, this is looking like the worst storm in over a hundred years. This is and and for the Democrats to be politicizing this and trying to make it be about climate change is absolutely despicable to me. Despicable. Here's what Amy Klobuchar had to say. Remember Amy Klobuchar? She's the one that that uh, according to staffer was she was so ugly and cruel to her staffers. One of which I think she made she was mad that the staffer didn't bring any utensils on a plane. Made her made her staffer hand her her comb. Started eating the salad with the comb. I mean, this woman is like crazy okay so and and of course she didn't uh which you know explains why she did horribly when she was running uh for the nomination for president against joe biden here's what she had to say about hurricane ian uh and the midterm elections clip eight if the republicans take charge a number of them have been talking about an abortion ban you guys know that you featured on the show that's why we've got to win this midterm we just did something about climate change for the first time in decades that's why we've got to win this as that hurricane bears down on florida we got to win in the midterms Um, we just did something about climate change. Okay, I, I guess what she's referring to is the Inflation Reduction Act that doesn't reduce inflation and really doesn't have anything to do with inflation, but had everything to do with being a green energy boondoggle deal, right? Is that what she's referring to? That's my guess. And none of which has anything to do with hurricanes and will have any impact on stopping a hurricane from coming along. Hold on your wallet. I find that absolutely despicable when people, and let me tell you, um, there's really there's only so much you can do to prepare your property. You can board it up, maybe put a tarp over the roof, and really all you're left with is trying to decide. And it's even worse now. Unlike when I was when I was coming up, uh, you know, now it's like you know you got to stay. Somebody's got to stay behind with with some weaponry to stop people from coming and completely looting out your house. I can't imagine right now with this crime wave we've got across the country having to leave my home. Because there's only so much you can put in your car, right? Your pets, documents that you can't leave behind and allowed to be destroyed, your valuables. It's just sad. Right? And, 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 and you know, now you leave, you leave a home behind and it's going to be completely pilfered. And while this is going on, they're politicizing it. It's, it's not as bad, though, as the politicizing that took place around Katrina. When George W. Bush allowed himself to be blamed for a hurricane that he had no ability to control, as if, as if, you know, um, he, and I said at the time, like, what was George W. Bush supposed to do? He's supposed to be sitting in the Oval Office going, we got a Category 5 coming up that Gulf. What am I going to do? Wave my magic wand. Right. There's nothing he could do. Right? It wasn't his responsibility. Right? And quite frankly, I don't, I don't even agree that we've got something called FEMA. Why do we have a federal emergency management association? Why are we federalizing everything that's a state and local situation to plan for the with the infrastructure, to plan the evacuation routes, to plan what's going to happen with with um, uh, waterways or, or what have you? Every every decision is made at the state and local level, which I guess justifies why now, as of right now, Joe Biden still has not made one phone call to Governor DeSantis in Florida. Is Florida more more populated now? I, I, California is still our largest state with 40. I would say if it's with, not, it's giving California a run for its money. Yeah. Because everybody's moving there. Before the great evacuation of California to Florida and Texas, California had 40 million people. I don't know how many now. I'm not up on my uh, on my population stats, but that's an incredibly large state. 
And we're looking at a storm that's 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 the greatest Tampa has seen in over 100 years. And the White House doesn't call Governor DeSantis. Can you imagine if that hey, was a what Repu- do you need? Yeah. Here's what to the um, here's what Biden had to say when he was asked about it today. Um, edited little, clip one. Talk a little bit about the people, the crisis people are facing in Florida right now. Hurricane Ian uh, made landfall in Cuba this morning as a Category 3 storm. Florida is now preparing for the the hurricane to make landfall. Forecasts can change, but for now, the experts say this could be a very severe hurricane, life-threatening and devastating in its impact. So I want to be clear about two main messages. First, my administration is on alert and in action to help the people of Florida. I've approved Florida's request for emergency assistance immediately upon receiving it from the governor when they received it. And I directed my team to surge federal assistance there before the storm hit. I got to stop. I can't listen. He's he's muttering on, you know, about, you know, I got to be clear. And I can't even understand what he's mumbling out of his out of his mouth. Uh, FEMA was asked today. The FEMA director was asked and she admitted that they've had no direct conversations with Governor DeSantis, who's the head of the state of Florida. I'm sick of the politicizing of what's going on. With the citizens down there. And let me tell you, if it ends up being an, of course it won't. It's not going to be any kind of catastrophe like happened after Katrina because we actually have a Republican governor in charge down in Florida. Unlike what happened to Katrina, which involved a state that had been completely under Democrat control since it began, since its inceptions. In fact, what I said after Katrina was, I said, you look, America, and see what's going on down there and everything. You look at those people sitting on the overpass. You look at those you look at those um, flooded buses that could have held people and had them be taken away. Empty Amtrak trains that went away. Every bit of misery and destruction that took place and the deaths involved in New Orleans happened as a result of Democrat controlled mayor mayors involving different different parts of the city and the state, as well as a Democrat governor. So I, 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 prayers for the people of Florida, but we know that they're looking at a definitely a more positive outcome because we know that they're, they're conservatives that don't rely. And I also said that the message to American people is do not rely on the government. Make decisions for yourself. Accept personal responsibility for your life, your family, your possessions, and your livelihood. Make good decisions, right? And accept responsibility. Don't rely on the government. And it's not that anybody else around the country, it's nobody else's responsibility to support you. If you don't accept responsibility for your life and for your possessions and your livelihood, get insurance to protect your home, et cetera, then it's not the, it's not the residents of the rest of the country that, that are responsible for making you whole. Going to take a break. We come back. Got to shift gears. Got some more to talk about. Don't go anywhere. This is the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170, The Answer, San Diego. Andrea K. Telling you like it is while eating a donut, too. It's the Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Uh, Skins and I were having a little little cheaty chat at the open of the show. Like, what would be the year, if you could go back to a year in this country, which, you know, things were in, the, in the recent times where things were just so much better and you and you're hearkening back what year would it be skin said 85 i can't argue with that i mean 90s was my decade i love the 90s i think i'd go back to the 90s um because uh, that's maybe maybe 93 94 digging me some 93 94 that's where i would go back to um i, I but can we can we just go back to 2020 before the elections how about that 
How about can we go back where we had lowest unemployment in the history of this country for African-Americans? September of 2020. We had the the greatest economic recovery ever. We had manufacturing coming back and people's startups and we were securing the border. I mean, we hadn't completely restored America back. We hadn't made America great again yet, but we were on track for it. Everybody's lives were doing so much better. Can you imagine where we would be today if Trump didn't build the economy the way he built it? With COVID, with what happened with yeah. COVID? Yeah, I mean, we, we would already be dead. We'd already be dead. Um, we Before the break, I was talking about Amy Klobuchar and her ridiculous comment that Hurricane Ian is the reason why, you know, you got to vote Democrat going into these midterms as, as though there's anything that the Democrats can do, let alone have done with any policy that they passed, in, including that crap weasel of an uh, in, Inflation Expansion and Tax Expansion Act. Spending eighty money to to, to hire eighty seven thousand armed IRS agents is not exactly going to stop another hurricane category four coming up. Okay, how dumb do these people think we are? But speaking of midterms, how dumb are the Republican Party or the nine of them supposedly that have started working with Amy Klobuchar? She says she's got enough Republican votes in the Senate to pass the Electoral Reform Act. Let that sink in for a moment. We have Republicans that are partnering with Amy Klobuchar to federalize our elections. And I don't care it, that, it's, it, that it's supposedly uh, only having to do, because, of course, we have no idea the extent of it. Nobody's ever going to read it all. It's going to probably be 3,000 pages, and nobody will read it before it gets passed. Remember Obamacare? you got to pass it before you can see what's in it. So they're trying to portray it as though it's going to be, you know, uh, non-threatening, that it's just going to stop, in, you know, uh, the, electoral, the electoral votes from being threatened in the way that how dare Donald Trump try to do it, which is the same way Jamie Raskin and other Democrats have done every presidential election it's it's going to be they're going to try to sell it to us as though it's not really anything bad to us but of course it is of course it is there should be nothing done to centralize our elections it should all be done at the state and local level through state legislatures done legally and that's why if you believe that we are having a red wave andrea they need to get this through as quickly as possible well they're they're looking to get it passed she says they've already got And I don't think she's lying. Roy Blunt's working with her. Here's something else she had to say. Uh, We should be making it easier to vote, not harder. I've introduced a bill that would automatically register every eligible voter in the United States. It's time to pass it and make it law. Does anybody out there believe that this is a good thing for this country? And since when did voting ever need to be easy? Right. The first mistake Republicans made is that they ever went along in the first place with any idea to alter in any way election day to make it easier for anybody. Why would anybody want to make it so much easier for voters? And how hard is it? I mean, really, you get your vote. Voting is at the same day every year. You can plan for it. The, the, you know, the, the polls start early and they end late, Right. They, and we had polling stations all over everywhere. And we, you know, this this thing about convenience and ease of use, you have a right to vote in this country. You don't have a right to have it be as convenient as you would want it to be. And as soon as Republicans bought into the, the only reason why Democrats are arguing about it should be convenient, it should be easy, is because those are the ways in which it makes it possible for them to steal elections. You have the right to vote, it's, but it's, it, 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 it's not a privilege. Number one. And number two, you also have a right not to vote. 
And by now, making it law that everybody has to be automatically registered is to take your information and give it to a government agency and have you and, and have you listed there. And by the way, voter registration also said there. I know people that don't want to register to vote because they don't want to vote. And that's their choice. I also know people that don't want to register to vote because they don't want to be called for jury duty. But for whatever reason, you have a right to not register and have a right to not vote. This isn't about you as a voter. This is about the Democrats looking for a way to control the outcome of the elections. All right, we're going to take a quick little break. We come back. We got to we we got to bring in. I got, I got to cool down and get ready to have some fun because the two and onlys Diamond and Silk are going to be here when we come back. I can't wait to chat with these ladies, and I know you can't wait to hear them. So stay tuned. They'll be right here when we come back from the break. Dynamite in a dress, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, she's on the answer, San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. It's a special night here on uh, the Andrea K. Show. It's always special. Anytime I got these ladies with me, Diamond and Silk are joining me from the East Coast. I believe they're over in the East Coast. They're not yet in the path of Hurricane Ian. Um, I'm not sure if the track's going to end up going their way, so I'm especially excited to have them with me tonight. Hello, ladies, Diamond and Silk. Hello. Hello. Okay, ladies, so um, are you guys uh, looking at uh, possibly being uh, in the track of this hurricane before we get into the politics? I really don't think that we're going to be in the track of it. However, we are going to prepare. I understand that Biden and his regime is telling people to prepare by getting vaccinated. But people need to make sure that they have their supplies, have food, uh, have food, have water, (laughs) flashlights, things of that nature whenever we're about to uh, encroach upon a hair cane, yes. not um, and medicine and medicines and things yeah. like that. That's <laughs> what they need. To do. Yeah. Okay, I hadn't heard. I hadn't heard that. Okay, I grew up in the South. I told everybody at the top of the show. People who didn't know me. Didn't know that. You know, possibly didn't know that I was from there and grew up in the Gulf Coast area and. Grew up a lot of hurricanes. At no point did ever, when we were pa- preparing, packing up to leave, at no point did anybody ever tell me, make sure you got any shot or make sure you got any vaccination right. for anything before you decided to evacuate and get out. I mean, that's just the level of insanity that we're dealing with. But And they've also admitted the Biden administration has. They haven't even gotten on the phone with Governor DeSantis. They've done nothing to provide any, any federal aid. And quite frankly, given the way the rest of, of, of the damage that they've done to the rest of the country, I bet the, the residents of Florida are like, you know what? We're cool, Biden administration. Stay out of it. Well, probably. And I think it's sad. It's a sad day in America when you see everything being politicized, mm-hmm. even a hurricane. Mm-hmm. This is about the citizens. This is about making sure that they are safe. This is about keeping Florida safe and making sure that you keep the governor up to date and informed as well. That's he right. has to know that he has backup. He, he has some kind of backup to, to help and to assist. And so it's sad that we're dealing with this here where everything is politicized. I don't like your political ideology, Mm -hmm. so I'm not really going to help. So that's that's a that's a sad case about it all. Well, well, it is. And, you know, Klobuchar claiming today this is a reason why, you know, people needed to vote. Uh, that people needed to, to vote in the midterms because of Hurricane, you know, Ian coming. So it's you're you're right. I mean, the politicizing of it is despicable when people are down there, and there's almost no way you can truly prepare. You can do your best, and then you know you you know you're you're looking at damage to your property, and some people are going to lose everything and lose their entire lives and livelihoods 
and and a lot of their precious possessions. And and I know personally what it's like to have a hurricane barreling down on you, and what it feels like, and how frightening it is. And so my my continued thoughts and prayers uh, to to the ladies. Uh, I mean to uh, to the residents down in Florida. Um, okay. Um, I've been thinking a lot about y'all because particularly since, and I've been, it's been on my heart to invite y'all on, particularly since Joe Biden, speaking of Biden, when he um, did his speech in Philadelphia and stood before what looked to me to be a satanic, and, and many people, was no escaping um, the uh, satanic set that he had in which mm-hmm. he declared, you know, uh, 75 million MAGA voters to be a bunch of domestic violence extremists perpetrating, using violence as crime around this country. Um, uh, your thoughts on that? Well, first of all, people have to understand, you know, we have laws, rules. We also have constitutional laws. That's right. And with Biden demonizing a group of people as domestic terrorists and extremists, what he's doing is violating our civil rights, mm-hmm. because according to our civil rights, we have the right to vote. So you can't take because you don't like somebody's political ideology and demonize them and brand them as extremists so that you can knock them out the place so everybody can just look at you. Mm-hmm. You are violating my civil rights. Also, when you tell us that we can't talk about 2020, when you try to make it difficult, when you take and use your DOJ to take and battery ram people, how you weaponize that against the people, you're also violating constitutional rights. That's right. Our First Amendment right, freedom of speech. Mm -hmm. So people need to look at the law and how this man is really violating the law. I thought that the speech was disgusting, what little I saw. It's a sad day in America. As you know, a young man got killed um, the other day because of his political ideology. Mm. And I believe the man that killed him, they let him on out of jail um, under, I think, a $50,000 bond. And I'll allege it just in case I got it, got yeah. the bond wrong. And so so you see how when the head is demonizing a group of people, it trickles down to the body of people, and the body of people start doing things. That's it's right. It's a sad day in America. Mm-hmm. But, but Biden needs to be held accountable. And, and not only that, it's also voter suppression. You know, the same Democrat Party that always talk about voter suppression, you're suppressing my vote. You know, Diamond said we're two black women. And as far as I'm concerned, you're trying to suppress my vote. You are suppressing my vote by trying to keep me from voting for the person that I choose to vote for. And then when I saw Biden there, at, you know, in front of that red setting and, and, and what have you, the only thing that was missing was fire and a pitchfork. Mm-hmm. Because it's like I can hear Satan say, who is that in there taking my place? Mm. You know, yeah. he looked at demonic. It looked at gossip. It looked at demonic. And, you know, if you ever want to know what's going on with the body of people, check the head. The head is lost, confused. Combobulated. And you know what? He's trying to make the rest of this country the same exact way. But weaponizing the DOJ and FBI against we, the American people, I'm not an extremist. I'm an American citizen. I'm not out there burning down no community, destroying property. I'm not doing that. But I can tell you who is. You have the left, the people on the left doing yeah. that. What does that make them? All across this country yesterday or over the weekend, we had a, a gang of teenagers tearing up a Wawa store. We've had that happen all up and down California. Um, you, you know, you can see the the rampant crime across New York City. There was a man, I think he had been a, a convicted murderer at one point as a homeless man in New York. And I cannot even watch the viral video of him attacking a senior citizen in a Bronx subway, which happened in New York City. A woman was shot uh, outside of a pro-life clinic doing nothing but handing out pro-life literature. 
It is not. Mm-hmm. As well as you said, that 18-year-old young man who, by the way, was a person of color who was run down using a car as a weapon. And he admitted it when he called the cops and said, you know, that it was because this kid, you know, was a conservative. I, he wasn't wearing a MAGA hat. But going back into 2015 and 2016, we had young people and people across this country being attacked for wearing MAGA hats. Look at the Black Lives Matter and Antifa movement. We could go on and on. We right. have having you ladies on. It's not the conservatives that are the domestic terrorists, so much so to where I'm sure you guys heard the FBI whistleblower that came out and talked about how they've, they're trying to strip him of his security clearance. They fired him because he spoke up and said they're trying to use SWAT teams to go around and round up innocent people is, a viol- is, is constitutionally wrong and a violation of people's mm-hmm. rights. They're wanting to widen that net. And I got to ask Diamond and Silk, two of the biggest, most high-profile Trump supporters who remain Trump supporters today, if you're scared, a friend of mine, Dr. Frank, had his phone uh, seized from him. I mean, uh, you know, they're widening the net. Are you guys concerned at all about uh, the FBI? Well, my thing is, is here, we, we, we haven't committed a crime. So, right. so, so if you come at Diamond and Silk, you know, you did the same thing to, uh, to Martin Luther King. Uh-huh. You know, you all spied on him. You did a lot of things to him. You did a lot of things to the people, to people of color in this country. And I would most definitely make them aware but I don't have time to be sitting back being afraid mm-hmm. of the FBI and the DOJ. I don't have time for that. Right now, it's about making sure we get out and vote in 2022. It's about making sure that we are are, are, are united mm-hmm. as one, as mm-hmm. Americans. I don't care whether you're Republican or Democrat. Mm-hmm. Right now, this is about our freedoms and our liberties. That's right. So that's what I focus on. Mm-hmm. Whatever you focus on, expand. Mm-hmm. So if you right. focus on fear, being, being afraid, fear, yeah. then that's the kind of stuff that's going to happen to you. I'm focusing on the 2022 election, compelling people, uh, 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 getting them out. Go vote. Go vote like your life depended on it. Right. As well as I'm encouraging people in addition to that, I think what happened in Arizona with Carrie Lake, we're talking to the incredible ladies, Diamond and Silk. If you look at what happened in Arizona with Carrie Lake, they were like, look, we know that the left is going to be playing all kinds of games. So we've got to overwhelm it with turnout. We've got to overwhelm it with putting eyes on it. We need people to not only vote and make sure everybody votes, but also work the polls and get active and work the ground game as well. But we got a call from a, from a listener because I reported earlier about Amy Klobuchar, how she's working with some of these rhinos to to get the Senate to pass this Electoral Reform Act. And people are worried that they're going to play more games in these midterms and maybe and maybe steal it from us. And listener Troy had a question for you, ladies. He wanted to know if they if they managed to steal it. Are you um, going forward? Are you got are you ladies in line with some other people who think that at some point we have to think about succeeding from the union and splitting the country up? Well, you know what? I, I, I haven't thought that far, but who knows? My thing is this here. I am going to focus on us taking back the House and the Senate. Mm-hmm. And that's what I want everyone to do. What gave me hope is when I looked at Carrie Lake, even though they tried to play her mm-hmm. at the end of the day, people got out on that day and yeah. overwhelmed the yep. system. Mm-hmm. If we can overwhelm the system, it's nothing that they can do. Now, right. I got the, the little laws that they're trying to put into place. Here's my deal. <laughs> Why are you trying to change the electoral if you're saying this is the same electoral that, that had you in it? Mm-hmm. Think right. about that for a minute. Yeah. I mean, why are you trying to change the concept they, of our election? They said it was the most secured election. Right. Okay. If it, it was the most secured election, why are you trying to change the security of the electoral college? That's right. Why are you trying to change the law and the rules and regulations to cover your own stuff? Right. Okay. You, they're doing that to she. 
That's as right. Yeah. I am concerned. Uh-huh. But see, we have to overwhelm the system. That's why I keep saying it's not about d- Democrat or Republican. Mm-hmm. This is about us as Americans. Look at yeah. our freedom slowly being slipped, just being taken, taken from away. us, not yeah. slipped away, taken from us. Do you like this? Let me tell you something. A lot of these Democrats that voted for Biden did not vote for this, did not know anything about mm-hmm. this, did not know this is how our country is going to be looking. We need those people. I need you to stand in line on election day. I need you to go to the polls and I need you to vote Republican. Vote for people that have American first policies in mind. Yeah. Vote like your life depends on it. All right. Overvote cheat is what we have to do. Overvote the cheat. Vote right so you won't get left. Vote red. R-E-D, remove every Democrat by voting them out. That's right. Now, are y'all, um, there, aren't there a couple of key races happening in North Carolina right now? Is there anything um, that we need to know about, uh, you know, involving any races uh, that you guys are passionate about? Are there any congressional races, particularly in North Carolina, that you want our support well, I, on? Well, I know Ted Budd, I know he's running here. So we want to make sure that we vote for him and anybody that's up and down the list that's Republican, but that have American first policies. Mm -hmm. Make sure you look into them. What is these people about? If they tie to Soros, if they getting any money, if they tie to anybody that has a Marxist ideology Mm -hmm. or idea, a communist ideology or idea, you do not want to vote them in office because they're going to make your life a living. You know what? That's Mm -hmm. Well, ladies, I just we love you so much here in the Andrea K show and my listeners do as well. I tell everybody how they can um, see you and hear you. And maybe I don't know if you've got any upcoming dates for the chit chat tour. Got any bumper stickers? And listen, we have a nightly show that we do on Frank Beach dot com diamond and silk chit chat live so join us 9 p.m central 10 p.m eastern over there tonight we will be there live all right well thank you ladies for being here so much god bless you and stay safe down there um regardless of the path of this hurricane because we need to keep you guys in the fight we just love you so much thank you thank you for having us all right now y'all stay tuned we got more coming up this is the andrea k show on am 1170 the answer san diego News, politics, and current events. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Um, nothing matters if our elections don't matter. And that's one reason why when you look at the fraud that took place in 2020, that's one reason why they had to try to suppress and tamp down and oppress anybody questioning it. And there's no doubt in my mind that that rally was infiltrated and that while some bad actors people got out of hand and and were violent and committed some crimes some of that some of that took place because at a certain time they decided they needed to shut down the counting of the electoral votes in the way well in the way it was because that's something that's happened in 20 happened in 2016 led by Jamie Raskin where you have, you're supposed to, the way it works is you're supposed to have, under the 1887 Electoral Count Act, you're, uh, you would match uh, one person from the House and a person with the Senate from each state, and they could question the outcome, uh, they could question the county of the electors. And there's just never been in the past a time in which they had, that, they had the numbers to make that work, right? And this year they did. And I'm absolutely convinced without a shadow of a doubt, that the reason why the Capitol Police, 
who Trump asked for, I don't know how many extra Capitol Police and was denied by Nancy Pelosi. I heard 10,000. Yeah, we know that Ray Epps, uh, Ray Epps had communications with, with Nancy Pelosi. Um, we know that the FBI had infiltrated uh, people that were there in the rally. That we know that at a certain, for, for, for no apparent reason, at a certain point in the middle, uh, as, as Ted Cruz comes out and basically says, I'm joining with, you know, whatever uh, f- member of the House from, I believe, the state of Texas, and we can test the, you know, it wasn't the exact same time. But when that was going down, suddenly we've got the doors being opened to the Capitol and we've got barricades being pulling back. And we've got it. We've got to rush into the Capitol. And then suddenly it's, oh, my gosh, we've got to stop what's happening and 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 stop it and stop the count. And you all know the rest of the story. They had to they had to blame Trump for inciting violence, do a phony impeachment on him. All to cover up the fact that the election was stolen. Okay, you don't believe that that fraud took place. Well, what's your definition of fraud? Is it not fraud? Imagine if Donald Trump and Devin Nunes from Truth Social spent $400 million in different electoral areas around the country to to sway the outcome for Trump in 2020. Do you think that the Democrats would be accepting that outcome? Or how about if a Republican legislature in the state of Arizona just rewrote the election law in favor of Trump? You think the Democrats would accept that? If there was videotape of 2,000 mules stuffing the ballot boxes for Trump, you think the Democrats would be accepting that? You don't think they'd be calling that fraud? Of course they would. This election was stolen. There's a reason why they want ease. There's a reason why they don't want voter ID. There's a reason why they want illegal aliens to be motor votered, have motor voter registration. Because, uh, uh, you know, just years ago, 300,000 illegals had registered to vote through motor voter here in the state of California alone. We got fraud. We got we're lousy with fraud in this country. And now we've got Republicans. McConnell has signaled only Senator only Ted Cruz is the only Republican who rejected in the rules committee to um, uh, who who objected to this electoral uh, uh, count. I mean, Cruz is no saint, but he's the only guy standing up for this. Yeah. And supposedly, and this is how they try to sell this. It's death by a thousand cuts. Oh, uh, you know, all they're doing here is changing that 1887 electoral counts thing, which was vague to where, you know, all you needed was a certain number of House people matching the Senate to, you know, say that we don't want these electoral votes to be counted. Now we need two thirds, I think is what it is, or or a third of, of the House um, to um, to change the uh, to stop the electoral votes from being counted. I don't care what it is. And they're doing it under the guise of it was a deadly attack. The only person who died, how many times do we have to say this? The only person who died was an unarmed white woman who was murdered by a black cop who, whose identity was withheld. Not only did he not. I was just going to ask, what's your name? Yeah, not only did he not. Her name was Ashley Babbitt. I don't even remember his name because his name was withheld. He wasn't, he wasn't perp walked. He wasn't prosecuted. He didn't have hate crimes legislation, hate crimes uh, you know, charges against him in fact he was treated like a hero he's literally being heralded as a hero who stopped a domestic terrorist they manufactured that crisis on january 6 in order to do a couple of things to centralize more power into the hands of the democrats over control of our elections while covering up the fraud that took place just like this is no different than hillary clinton colluding with russians 
to overcome to to sway the outcome of an election and set up a coup attempt and then accuse Trump of colluding with Russians. They're seizing control over our elections while claiming that we're election deniers and should be prosecuted and rounded up because we're domestic terrorists because we dare to question the outcome of elections. I'm disgusted tonight. This matters. This matters. But we're expected to say that there's going to be a red wave. Well, I, this as this stands, it doesn't necessarily um, change anything for the midterms because the midterms don't have anything to do with the electoral counts. But the problem with this is we've got what, narrative is really what the midterms are going to come down to narrative. Right. We have Republicans piling on the false narrative that 2020 was a fair election and that it's that it's criminal and wrong to question the outcome of an election. And that any Republicans like Ted Cruz or others who actually did the same thing Democrats have done every time using this electoral uh, act from 1887, that they're now. Like Marjorie Taylor Greene, they literally tried to stop her from running for election. This is flat out tyranny going on in the United States of America. And I am disgusted tonight that we've got Republicans piling on here. But what do we expect from Mitch McConnell, right, who actually went out on the floor and blamed Trump? And I don't want to hear anymore that he knows the rules better than anyone. Yeah. You know, I'm tired of having, you know, so-called conservatives tell me that Mitch McConnell has value. Mitch McConnell has no value to me as a conservative in this country. I'm capable of learning the rules. And my first rule is no. My first rule is I say no to anything that jeopardizes the constitutional rights of Americans in this country. Well, next hour, we've got Scott McKay who's going to be here, a friend of mine uh, from Baton Rouge. He's written a book. He's a contributor to American Greatness. I think he's got a new column coming out. Um, has a book coming out called uh, that's that's out now. That's called the Revivalist Manifesto, and he actually is purporting the notion that there is a revolution coming, and a revival, if you will, and that it's positive, and that we're just maybe all kind of caught up in this negative cycle of thinking that America's on the decline. I say, well, you know, <laughs> when we got the FBI rounding people up who are innocent. Because Facebook, you know, because of Facebook snitches or whatever and, and people done nothing wrong. That's kind of America on the decline when, you know, uh, when, for example, uh, Barack Obama had a warehouse full of classified documents that was unsecure next to a McDonald's and his house wasn't raided. But Donald Trump is, st- is still under the gun and th- being threatened with indictment. Houston, we've got a problem. But I'm willing to listen to Scott McKay later on to tell us about the revivals coming. So you stay tuned for that. And Gary Quackenbush is going to be here next. So don't go away. This is the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170. The Answer, San Diego. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.